Coming up on today's show, finally, we have an interview that we've been wanting to do for quite some time. We have a very special guest today. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of Disney news. That's coming up on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Traveling with the Mouse. This is episode number 285, and this is Friday, September the 18th. My name is John, and I have with me Jason. Why? You picked me first today? I feel so honored. Yes. Thank well, you. you know, I just I, I we're doing so many things to to mix things up. I just wanted to keep that tradition going today. You know, we're just we're changing things around. Is it because we have a parkeology winner on later in the show? You wanted the parkeology expert from our crew to be introduced yeah. first. Is that? I was it? gonna say I'm gonna have to do this because later we're gonna uh, introduce the real expert. So I had to give oh, you your expert yeah. moment. My expertise <laughs> is about to get revoked. <laughs> And last but definitely not least, my partner in crime from the very beginning, Adam. Hello. That's all we get out of you. (laughs) No, we're we're changing it, right? We're changing it, right? He's definitely changing things up if he just said hello. Yeah, I'm not changing it. You're you're like my uh, small world mask that I got. It just says hello on the front. Yeah. Yes, well, exactly. since we're changing it all up, I guess I should change too, right? Okay, fine. Uh, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to go that route, that's up to you. Okay, so YouTube channel, I am uploading stuff to it periodically. I didn't really do much this weekend because I actually spent a little bit of time at the beach because usually I would spend a couple hours on it anyway over the course of the weekend. Mm-hmm. However, in that time period, we did have another subscriber, the first drop. Thank you for your subscription. We hope to continue to add content that you will enjoy. And our goal is to reach the level in which we can go live for a Parkeology Challenge sometime in the near future when they're actually possible again, hopefully. So we have a little bit of time for that. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do if we get 100 subscribers in a day? Are you going to list all of them? Well, I mean, you know, for, for now I can do them individually because we're still growing, right? We're still right. So If we get 100 process. subscribers in a day, I think we need to make a video of us doing something crazy. Right, what exactly. We're going to do a video and like we're going to do a scrolling of everybody that subscribed that day. That's what we'll do. Right. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> sure. way to address that. So also mentioning that the latest video that I posted is in, is kind of an obscure one, I guess, in a way. If anyone who remembers the Frontierland stunt show, it's gotten a few views. Yeah. I just thought I'd put that out there and let you know if you remember the Frontierland stunt show from back in the day. Or if you're curious about what it was about, we do have a video of that. So. So, John, you, you recorded all these things, or your family did, and you're now uploading them to YouTube. Does that officially make you a vlogger? Well, maybe. Um, I don't you know. I mean, I've kind of face. It's like once I did one, I started wanting to do more, so I kind of gotten into it. Well, I mean, I, I think I showed my face as a like 10-year-old. <laughs> like 10-year-old, yeah. <laughs> yes. See if but, anybody uh, notices which one was John. Yeah. <laughs> and, Adam, you've been in there, too, of course. Right. So look for the bowl haircut, the blonde bowl (laughs) haircut or the what? Eight months old. What were you? No, no, you were over a year. That's right. It's like 18 months. And uh, yeah, the 87. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And some of those clips, but yeah, Yeah. for the time being, I'm going to start, I'm going to continue with the classic content for now. And then we're going to kind of work our way up year wise, you know, because I'm starting with the oldest and moving forward. So, all right. So, since we spent a little bit extra time on that than we really intended, let's jump straight into the news, shall we? Does that sound like a good idea? 
Absolutely. All right. So I I wanted to do it a little different this week. I wanted to kind of break things down mm-hmm. somewhat into groups and kind of talk about those. Like, for instance, the one I have first on my list is talking about some Disney Plus news, since there okay. was just a little bit of that. And hold on, let me get my stuff here. Well, while you're doing that, I'll mention that we did say last week on the show we're going to do a review of The Emperor's New Groove, but since this episode is so jam-packed, we're going to push that to next week. Yes. Plus, I haven't watched it yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a minor detail. <laughs> we should do the review without watching it. <laughs> Let's try it. Um I've watched it recently, so I'm good. <laughs> My son watched it over the summer, but I have not watched it like straight through. I'm much more and... prepared to talk about Trolls World Tour since <laughs> that was on repeat this past weekend. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've yeah, seen was... that like three times. Yeah, that was the first one. Of course, it was released early in the COVID stages, so I, I actually did buy that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, you only got like a weekend viewing for it too. In that case, but. All right. All right, so they have some new releases coming this fall to Disney Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Disney Plus News, have you guys seen any of these? Fill us in. Okay, in September, they have a series called Becoming, Bend It Like Beckham, and Ever After that's new to it. The hmm. next Friday, they're going to do another one called Secret Society of Secondborn Royals, and then the one that a lot of people mentioned, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is uh, narr- narrated by Josh Gad. Big shock of there, course, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Gives viewers a backstage pass to explore the magic behind two of the world's most beloved animal experiences, Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park and the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot. Viewers get unprecedented access to the parks, animals, and meet the animal care experts who have formed remarkable bonds with them. So what do you guys think about this one? Jason? I'm excited about this one. I mean, anytime we go behind the scenes in a park, I want to watch it. Gotcha. Adam? What's up, everybody? Oh, um, yeah, I'm excited about I'm excited about it, too. I think it'll be good. Josh, yeah, yeah definitely, I'm bad. definitely going to watch it. When it comes out, that's a, that's a must-watch right there. Yeah, that one, the, I mean, like I said, some of this stuff I just kind of glossed over right here because it's just stuff that they're releasing <laughs> that I've never either never heard or it's brand new and I'm not real sure about it. It hasn't been getting much buzz so far, but I'm naming it because it's there. So right. something called Hidden Figures, an inspiring that the movie? untold true story. What? The movie Hidden oh, yeah. Figures? That movie. Yeah. Oh, wait, NASA. yeah, that is a movie. I'm sorry, I'm down here. Uh, my bad. Okay, so yes, that movie. <laughs> the movie figures. that won like Oscars, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's totally obscure. That's no, that's nothing you've ever heard of. And The Fault in Our Stars, as well, is going to be released on uh, that same day. You, you didn't see that one either? I mean, I haven't seen either of I them. I know of I, it. I, I wanted to see Hidden Figures, so maybe I'll watch that. I, I just never, Especially I never now really since go to the theaters, even pre-COVID. So. Yeah, that's, that's me. I've, I've only gone for really, I guess, the Disney movies lately, or Star Wars. So on Friday, October the 2nd, The Simpsons Season 31 will be debuting. A Disney Plus original series, The Right Stuff, will be on October the 9th, the following Friday. They're doing all these new releases on Fridays, in case you haven't noticed. X2, which is another X-Men movie. I don't, I can't remember if I've seen X2 or not. X2 is fairly old, isn't it? I'm trying to think. Is this X2 as in like the one from way back in the day? X-Men yeah, like 2? from 2003 Is that what it was called? Or okay, so I d- am yeah. familiar with this one. That's a long time ago. Yeah, 2003. That's yeah. an old one. Hugh Jackman looks the same though. 
Well, it's the old Fox properties that they're pulling out, you know, from yeah. back in the day, sure. So Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treater. I still haven't watched any of the Chronicles of Narnia. Have either of you guys? No. I've never watched the movies. Read the books. The Chronic what? <laughs> Coles of uh-huh. Narnia. The Chronic yeah. Coles of Narnia. I've, I've seen Lazy Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, all right. October 16th. Disney Plus original film Clouds, Meet the Chimps. A Disney Plus original short. This is one that got some buzz. Once Upon a Snowman, uh, of course. Oh, yeah, once again. Off. Is that just like they have to make sure something with Josh Gad comes out at least every four weeks? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> is it their like annual like holiday season TV special kind of thing that they show up? I mean, I don't think he had anything last year, but the year before that he did, right? Because it was at the... Yeah, they have the... The Frozen Christmas special, yeah. But, I mean, they had a Frozen, like, short in front of, like, Coco, wasn't it? Whenever Coco was released or something That was like the same that. one, yeah. That was the same oh, was one. Was that that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Big Fib is another original series. And, of course, the granddaddy of them all. We'll, we'll work this one in here. There's another one. Well. There's one there's in November one. that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, there's one. Okay, well, I'll skip this one and come back to it. Right. November 17th just so happens to be yours truly's birthday. Right. Lego Star Wars Holiday Special will be on there. Uh, that not the original holiday special. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wonder if they're going to f- make fun of the original holiday special, because that's well, totally something Lego would do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's actually pretty funny. And then the next day, Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. So basically they're rebranding the Mickey Mouse shorts. Isn't it? It's just a new season of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, like a, they're bringing it back since the last one was in like 2013 or something. No, no, the, the the last that's when it started. I think the last one was like twenty eighteen or nineteen. Maybe went that or, long. Yeah, it did. Okay. Maybe, the, the, maybe I think I'm the last original one was the one where Mickey was on the boat and Mickey and Minnie were singing on the boat. But anyway, the last original one is in uh, Runaway Railway. Well, technically, yes, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, Marvel six one six will be also in November, and then also Planes, which is a Basically, cars in the sky, which was terrible, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so. that was terrible. They never did trains, you know. They only did cars and planes. I guess because Thomas has the monopoly on trains. So then you Possibly. could marathon planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, brother! <laughs> oh, I'm right. sorry. You mean the John Candy movie? Yeah, exactly. Because you you have Thomas and you have Chuggington. There's just so many trains. It's overdone. Yeah, overdone. They should do monorails. <laughs> <laughs> if planes had been moderately successful, they would have done trains <laughs> because they would have done everything. Boats, trains, anything that moves. Rafts. Spaceships. <laughs> they, would have give, they would have given it the Chapic treatment. Okay. All right. Mandalorian season two. What's that? <laughs> yeah. You ever heard of it, right? Trailer. Did you guys get to see it? Yes. Of course. Yes, we saw it. Okay. I thought the trailer was awesome. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah, as far as giving us a good tease and not giving too much away at the same time, it was perfect in that sense. <laughs> so they're going to try to get the child to the Jedi, is what I gather. That's what it trailer. sounds like. Yeah, so how does the child fit in to the rest of the story at this point? Is it is it Ray's, Ray's dad? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out timeline-wise, right? Because so, the Mandalorian is supposed to be after Jedi, right? Yeah, it's supposed After to be. Yeah, it is. I just, well, they're going to have Ahsoka, whatever her name is, in it, right? Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? 
Isn't but, she supposed to be in it? Uh, maybe. They're not really they're not real clear. Other than I know that Sasha Banks of WWE fame is actually gonna mm-hmm. play some female character in it that's something like a Ahsoka. But they don't think it's gonna be Ahsoka based on what they've seen, so I just had a uh, terrible image in my head because Jason said is baby Yoda Ray's dad and it made me think remember in episode one there's Yadle, which is a female of that species that Yoda Okay, is. just don't even go down right. the road. So did the Emperor and Yadle uh, <laughs> Anyway. Just <laughs> just why do you keep thinking about these people that no one wants to know? You'll know it's about to jump the shark when John Favreau stops making the Mandalorian and they get J.J. Abrams to wrap yeah, it up. Exactly. Like, well, my thought here, just yeah, real quick, is that okay? If that's the timeline, he's supposed to be taking it to the Jedi. The Jedi doesn't really exist, except, I for, mean, Luke. except for Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, is he going to try to bring him to Luke? Uh, unless there's some underground Jedi order. What if he brings him to the Knights of Ren? Mm. Is it that far past Jedi? Not really. I don't know. I don't think is it this is the stuff. season where they go to Batu and start to visit things like Doc Ondar's? <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Ogus yeah, Cantina. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, they have to have a reason for people to show up. Are they going to try to find a way to fit the Mandalorian into the timeline that is consistent with Batu at some point just so they can bring the character in or whatever they plan on doing? I don't know. I think they should just like drop the whole timeline thing personally because they've already screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> already, I mean, so. to be fair. The Mandalorian is the perfect character to bring to the Disney parks during these COVID right. times. Yeah, really. Wear a mask at all times, yeah. only take it off to this eat, <laughs> but eat around zero yeah. other people. This is the way. Or Vader, because <laughs> if he takes his mask off, he dies. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Well, does Vader well, already have COVID? T- is that what they're trying to say? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Pre-existing conditions pretty high with him. So the season yeah. finale of this Mandalorian season is he moves to Batu for good, and they're going to have a meet and greet there. Right. And that's going to be, by the way, that was Friday, October the 30th. And when I say we circle back to that one, when that's going to debut. Yeah. All right. So out of the Disney Plus news, kind of break in our usual Disney stuff and give just a tad bit of universal news here. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's universal? That's a theme park in Orlando that kind of rivals Disney. You heard of it before? So it's SeaWorld? Legoland? <laughs> Bush Gardens? <laughs> right. Gatorland? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so they, they're they extending their furlough for 5,389 employees, and they don't expect full recovery until 2021. Yeah. Which, that's a lot. 2021's pretty one. optimistic for a full recovery. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to, I don't think any business hit by the pandemic is recovering in full next yeah. year. Yeah. 2022 would be I think that's early. probably not the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 2021 but, is when people start you know, moving around and we start to tick up a little bit, but yeah, it's going to take some time for people to build that confidence to just, well, spend more money. I can tell you from going to the beach this past weekend that there are areas, especially where you would think nothing's different. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen that too. There are people that are treating it like nothing's different, but there is still a significant portion of the population that is not doing Mm. that. And, to reach pre-pandemic levels, we need everybody to behave like they did pre-pandemic. I mean, to reach economic activity of a yeah. pre-pandemic level. Like flying internationally, for example, is way down. For one, you can't oh, yeah. go to. Because you can't go anywhere. <laughs> but even if you could, I don't think it would be up where it was. I'm immune. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Positive news out of Universal, though, mm-hmm. which was the other story I wanted to cover, was the Velocity Coaster, as I think that's how they're saying it. Um, basically, their new coaster that they're doing, and they have a couple yeah. of... Bio-Reconstruct had a couple of photos. Yeah. It has the three Raptors on it. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see this. I know it's a, it's a coaster, but it is Jurassic Park themed, so it's something I would enjoy doing. I'm just glad we're going to get a dinosaur-themed coaster since Primeval World's gone. <laughs> Right, yeah, I just really missed it. Yeah. So what? So now to to complete the challenge, you have to actually hop to Universal right. and ride the yeah. the Velocicoaster. You know what the ironic thing is? Is it probably mm. will have a lower height requirement than Primeval World had. You think so? Primeval World had a really high height yeah. requirement, probably because if you were too small, you fell out like that kid <laughs> exactly. did in Europe. I was going to say the Velocicoaster. Just the fact that it's not Primeval World probably has a, a greater chance of. <laughs> You not having an injury while you're on it. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's really, I just kind of want to touch with them. So that's the the most I was going to get out of the, the other side of or, Orlando. 40 so, All right. Park news outside of the States. The Oriental Land Company, the one that owns Tokyo Disney, mm-hmm. they are set to slash winter bonuses by 70%. And they're urging their Tokyo Disney performers to either transfer or retire in this time period. Any thoughts about that? So they're still going to give some bonus? I'm like, 70%? I would have assumed no bonus. 100%, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Right. They're probably paying themselves bonuses. Is that what it is? The the higher-ups? That's usually the people that don't get cut out whenever these things happen. A lot of bonus pools are based on company performance. Yeah. And I'm assuming... I'm assuming Amazon people will get bonuses this year, you know, places that <laughs> grocery are stores well during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> if they have a bonus structure well, there. It's reported that the slash by 70% for 4,000 of the company's full time and part time employees, additionally, contracted dancers in the resorts ever popular entertainment programs who are larger without work as all stage shows are and parades are suspended, are being given the choice to either transition to other departments or receive severance pay upon retirement, it says. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty standard practice trying yeah. to get people off the books. And then yeah. when things get better, bring them back. It's like we want to call it retirement, though, instead of fire, pretty much. They want you to take early retirement. I don't know. Yeah. All right. That was all I really had internationally that I thought was somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to Disneyland right quick. Yeah. This one I think we might could spend a little time on. Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. This is technically in both parks, Disneyland and Disney World. Going to be a virtual reality experience this holiday season. Have you guys seen anything about this? I saw the headline. And Anthony Daniels is... It says, it's funny because this headline says he joins the cast as C-3PO. So I guess Anthony Daniels is going to clone himself. And he is actually going to be in Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Right. Right. And Yoda's to appear. Hmm. So I guess Frank Oz is going to have to do the same. Because she says you're going to have a face-to-face with the galaxy's most beloved protocol droid and a and an iconic Jedi Master when the virtual reality experience premieres. I got to say, though, I saw the trailer for this. It looks like a video game from, like, 2015. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah, The graphic... Quality does not look up to 2020 standards, but... What about you, Jason? Have you seen much about it? Hmm. I haven't really seen much, but... Are you sure it's Yoda? That's what they say. That's what they're claiming. Let's put it that way. 
Oh, because you just said a beloved Jedi Master. I didn't know if it specifically yeah, said it, you. Yeah, it did. Well, I mean, that was the way they had the... Okay. Well, it just it also said face-to-face with the galaxy's most beloved protocol drawer. It didn't say it was 3PO in that particular sentence either. Well, the trailer has 3PO and R2 in it. Hmm. Yeah. It does say that Yoda's set to appear. Yeah, Yoda's on yeah. the like cover art of the, of the poster of this. So. Yeah, but this is something I would try. I mean, you know. I wanted to do the other one, the one that was at Disney Springs that just closed. <laughs> I wanted to do that one, but right. oh well. All right, so Anaheim is pushing for a reopen. Yeah. Is the way this is worded. Orange County Register says they're urging Newsom to allow Disneyland and California to open soon. Naturally, the city wants the governor to provide the parks with health and safety guidelines. But Anaheim officials are concerned that waiting too long may make their economic recovery difficult. I imagine they're already in a hole uh, as it is. Any thoughts on that? I mean, there's gating criteria for reopening stuff. I don't know what all is going on in California. Besides wildfires? Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, you don't want things to be closed indefinitely. You want these people to get their jobs and their livelihoods back. Right. But on the other hand, I think things have worked out in Florida for the most part as far as we can tell, which is maybe an argument for opening Disneyland. But on the other hand, there has possibly and probably been some transmission in Florida. And you can't just say, yes, let's just open up. It's going to be fine. You know, there's, I get why they're pushing because I think the real reason they're upset is that the governor hasn't really given them definitive criteria and he sort of hinted that he was going to let them open and then he didn't. And I think that's the reason to be upset right there is that, you know, it's much easier to plan if you're given a plan to work from. He still hasn't given a specific date. He, the latest today as we're recording this was talks that they've had they'll give us some more information very very shortly is the quote well i mean you got to think in both universal and disney's cases they're going to have good arguments because they're going to hey look at what's happening in florida i mean they're not really tracing anything back to us you know thus far nothing serious nothing you know what i mean so you know what we're doing there seems to be working as far as we're concerned let us do the same here you say they could make that argument they could, but the other issue is Southern California population-wise is like exponentially more than than the Central Florida is. So well, that that area, they're not letting as many people into Florida as they could either. So they'll do the same thing in that aspect. So that's not going to matter. But it just population-wise, if if there was an outbreak, it could spread faster in Southern California than than it would in Central Florida. Right. And I think we shouldn't use the benchmark that Florida has been open for a while as the benchmark because we live in a southern state. For the most part, the southern states kind of ignored the guidance and just opened anyways fairly early. And California is probably being a bit more conservative about when they are going to open. So the, the guidance should be based on, you know, give Disneyland. This is when we're saying you're going to open. This is our target and make it clear rather than dragging them along that's the thing to be upset about not you know well they've had florida open for a while well everywhere is different right and every governor has a different trade-off in their head of economy versus deaths that they're willing to tolerate all right yeah so let's get off the west coast and get back into the place where we make home in disney world where the majority of our news usually takes place so the first thing i got on the list here because it was the most convenient to get to (laughs) is reservations now available for narcooses they're going to start 
September 20th. They're starting in honor of your challenge completion. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. They nice. they were trying to lure you there for your celebration dinner. Yeah. So you need to go make a reservation at Narcoosie's, Jason, on September 20th. <laughs> I need Adam to go because I need the password. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go. Definitely. <laughs> Don't have to ask me twice. It's funny you should mention discount like that. You gave me a good segue because 30% mm-hmm. yeah. off on DVC members now. It was pass holders that had this, but now they're extending it to DVC members is the way I understand it. Merchandise. Oh, merch. Yeah. For merchandise. Merch. So, yeah. And in hopes to give them, a, throw them a bone, basically, and entice them. Yeah. Well, they're the ones that are going to be there a lot, staying, <laughs> since, so might as well give them some. Especially if they want to go to the poly, system. right? That's about the only yeah. way to go in there. All right, so a little bit bigger one. Equity performers are returning this week. How you guys feel about that one? Yes, very excited. The guy I mentioned last week, Mark Daniel, is back. He's one of those first of the uh, equity, as they call him, cast members to come back. And something I didn't know was that he's a blue tag cast member, so he's really Ooh, earned his tag. wings. So He's earned his blue tag. Yeah, he earned his blue tag. So glad to see him back. I don't know what capacity he'll be back. He's always been a favorite of mine. He, if you don't know, he's hosted the um, live streams that Disney did of say, the fireworks or the parade or whatever it is that they live streamed. Candlelight Processional, he would host all that. So, But I, I saw him doing the Indiana Jones stunt show back in December. He was like hosting that, so... He does a lot of things. So to go along with that, since the performer is coming back, we already know there's been announcements of like new Halloween entertainment, like they're doing mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. cavalcades. And I got to see, Ooh, got to see a little bit yes. of the cavalcades on uh, YouTube. Did you guys get to watch any of that? Yeah, I saw some of it. Mm-hmm. I did. Looks cool. Mm. Boo to you. I mean, you don't even have to pay for a Halloween ticket to get the boo this to you true. float. Yeah. Yeah, How great is that? The music. Yeah. Or select floats. <laughs> but you know who I'm the most envious of? It's not even the, the cavalcades. It's the the Halloween Chip and Dale. Yes. Because they've got the right idea. Because the they ride the rafts. All day long. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Jason, that's your dream job that right there. Right? Yeah, I'm going to go sign up to be Chip and Dale or the guy steering so the make raft. Sure you, make right. sure you clarify <laughs> Chip and Dale. Just <laughs> so you can be on your favorite ride all day. And of course, in Savvy's Workshop, has been announced to be opening again. Savvy. Have, Savvy. You, have you booked a reservation yet, Adam, to make another lightsaber? Uh, no, but I want to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How many it's, lightsabers it's and crystals worse. do you need? I mean, you're going to get all the kyber crystals? Well, there's different styles of lightsaber you can build to, of the hilt. So I need, what will be your next one? Like all four of them. I would probably build the one that would... forget the types. I can't remember right in front of me, but it looks more like the Darth Vader one. That's what I would... I see. Build next. That would be cool. I always thought for some reason, just because the way it looks Power like it has like a, almost like a pistol handle, I always thought Dooku's was kind of cool looking. Yeah. I don't think it's Savvy's you can have the curved yeah. one, but you can buy the hilt it, at Doc Ondar's. Gosh, where was I? Okay, Epcot Hours got expanded again a little bit, at least for one day. And Animal Kingdom, Kingdom too, right? Yeah. Yeah, the hours got all oh, crazy. Magic Kingdom extended too after... Yeah thanksgiving so i don't know if they're just anticipating i mean because i think that is a weekend right if i'm not if i'm looking at that no yeah it's a saturday we had said last week after thanksgiving they might extend hours yeah you we were speculating but it actually happened 
<laughs> actually, they did it not long after. Yeah. Before that, actually. Yeah. Because now it's November 6th, starting November 6th, they uh, extended from 9 to 7. Yeah. So I don't know if it's kind of one of those things where they anticipate a little more of a crowd at that point. I mean... Yeah, it seems like they are. They must be looking at bookings potentially and thinking, okay, people are showing up. Because originally it was it started on Black Friday, and now they've... They've made it 9 to 7 starting November 6th. So I think they've just noticed that people are showing up on the weekends and they're like, hey, we can extend the weekend hours, right? So, Well, no, it's every it's every day. Oh, is it every day week. then? Well, I mean, it started yeah. on the 26th. It said extended on 26th, and that was a Saturday, so I maybe I was reading too much into that. All right, and here's a downer for us because it's one of our favorite rides, but we're not going to be there for it anyway. <laughs> For this, okay. the people mover refurbishment has been extended. It's now going along yeah. until November the twenty eighth. I bet that's going to be the smoothest ride <laughs> when it's done. It's just going to so. be a crisp, smooth You're ride. Right. Hopefully, they fix the moving walkway up to it too, where it can handle more people on it without fatter people breaking all the time. Oh, yeah, more weight. Uh, well, I mean, you remember that it, it always that part always breaks down. Yeah. Yep. Do, extending it by a whole month, though, makes you wonder they're not going to do something more extensive to maybe the attraction side, if you know what I mean, like the indoor mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe they're going to add something. Well, as long as they don't destroy the uh, Epcot model in there, I'm good. Oh, that's what I was about to say. They're going to they're gonna redo the Epcot model and put a shrine to Bob Chapik in the middle. <laughs> sure. Or they're going to make it look like the Epcot now, where it's just like construction everywhere. All right. So we're getting down. <laughs> <That's what they're... laughs> we're getting down to the nitty gritty of the news here. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Resistance continues to have some struggles, it seems. Of course, but there was a, apparently a glitch with my Disney experience. If I am I yeah, reading that where right? it doesn't show that you're in the park, which that happened to me back to December 2019, where two people in my party did not show up as inside the park, and they had to fix that. So, yeah, this isn't a new problem. It's just. Something came back up. Also, it was saying that they did something like every other car or something like that to try and help with some of the issues. Well, yeah, there was one point where they were only loading one ride vehicle because the other one wasn't working, something like that. Yeah. It's had so many different problems. And, of course, the Kylo Ren animatronic at the end has been very spotty. This is just test track 20 years later. That's pretty much all you can say about it yeah they bit off more than they could chew with rise as far as the technology they overstepped probably <laughs> all right so uh how about the news that there has been a permit filed for big thunder mm-hmm. mountain i'm excited that there could be a more extended maybe refurb there Wow. Yeah, this was something we probably assumed would be canceled because it was supposed to happen in May, I think, of this year. And now looks like they're going to do it anyway. So I'm I'm hoping that they add the dynamite. You know they're not going to. <laughs> Let's hope. Can I hope? It's a You can hope. What else are they going to do construction-wise? They need to add air conditioning to the queue. <laughs> That's what they need to do. Well, it would ruin the effect that you're actually, you know, in a canyon. Yeah, out in well, the you desert. definitely get the feeling of you're in the <laughs> desert because it is hot in there. I mean, you know, that's one of the going, hottest cues. They're going for immersiveness here, so yeah, I guess so. 
But no, let's just all hope that we get the dynamite <laughs> right on the last uh, lift hill. That would be cool. So speaking of permits, I um, know. you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yeah. A permit has been filed for reflections amid the cancellation rumors. We thought the cancellation was a done deal, did we not? That was mm-hmm. my impression. This doesn't mean that it's not canceled, though. It doesn't, but it's interesting that they're using a permit for the same property, the same area. Right, same location, yeah. Yeah. They're so. going to rebuild River Country. <laughs> River Country 2.0. We can, yeah. we can make it better. in building a resort. No, they're just going to put back the uh, mosquito-infested pool from River Country. <laughs> just going to put that back. That's I mean, I would be do. okay with them doing another water park, but I don't think they need one at this point. I mean, they've, they've got two good ones already. But but the, f- the fact remains, though, that they did still take reflections off of the D23 announcement if you go back to the... Mm-hmm. it's So I still think it's canceled. The permit is probably some sort of cleanup work or planting trees or something. I don't know. Here's what I think. I have a new theory. I think they're still going to build a resort there. They're just going to re-theme. They're going back to the drawing board as far as what they're going to theme it. They're going to have the same basic architecture architecture in place. You know what I mean? It's more the theming mm-hmm. they're probably going to change. So I feel like they still plan on going forward with it overall, just under a different name and different theme. What do you think about that? Is- I think they're going to build the classic gears from Pop Century <laughs> and build a Skyliner connecting the two. <laughs> Way over there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I would be okay with that. I think it would be super expensive, but... You know, they're going to build a value resort. We talk, we talk about things like running a Skyliner to the port here. So, yeah, that's what they're going to do. Value resort on Bay Lake. Boom. (laughs) Well, (laughs) since I mentioned the port, I'm doing a lot of good segues here. Since I mentioned the port, they Mm -hmm. have canceled the cruises all the way through where mine was supposed to sail officially, even though I already rescheduled mine. So, but they did. Wouldn't you have already had to pay in full though, had it and then just gotten your money back? Yeah. (laughs) If you had canceled it. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I did it the way I did. I canceled like yeah. not too long before the. It had to be paid in full by September the first, so I don't know why. Oh, okay. I just don't understand why their reason for waiting two weeks later or whatever. Well, I heard that they were offering a hundred and twenty-five percent discount for those who had paid in full. If you oh, is that what you bo- rebooked, you get an extra twenty-five percent. Yeah, I don't believe that. Speaking of refunds, I have not yet received mine. Oh yeah, this is our weekly check on. We know he's no longer a pass holder, just not a refund so far. No refund. So right now I have neither the pass nor the money. Did you get a magnet in the mail? Still no magnet? And no magnet. I did not get a magnet. No magnet. One per house. Man, he's like in a pool of sadness right now. No money, no pass. I am. Although I did get a shipment from Shop Disney today. I got the Avengers like button-down shirt. It's got Iron Man. Captain America hmm. and Hulk on it, and I also got my Hamilton T-shirt. Okay. So you know, sweet. You you win some, you lose some. I have a shipment a of masks one. coming soon, personally, but I got the Parks ones. You know, like I think you already got that one, Jason. Yep, already received that. I'm gonna have to order that too, though, because I need the extra large. All right, so Jason, I remember you saying the extra large feels better, right? Than yes, the extra large actually fits. Well, when he said that, that's why that's when I ordered mine. I was like, I was trying to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to order. I was using you guys as guinea pigs. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they didn't have extra large when I got mine originally. So, 
All right, so I'd save this one for last because we actually got a request on this one, or actually pointed out to us that we got to cover this one, right? So we got to put this yeah. one last. The maskless man. That's how we'll <laughs> right. put it. The maskless man. <laughs> uh, a maskless who man. Who was ejected from Walt Disney mm. World. What do we think about the maskless man? Well, he's obviously making a statement because he was screaming incorrect quotes from A Bug's Life and saying we all got to rise up against, I don't know. Hopper. Science. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the clip that is like a short clip from somebody else. What I'll say about that is probably not the best idea to quote Kevin Spacey's character from anything right now. (laughs) So just FYI, not a good idea. Well, yeah, I mean, but you watched like an hour of the two-hour live stream this guy did, didn't you? Yeah, so I'm debating. I don't think I want to mention the guy's name because he's clearly out for publicity to try and, like, I think he's trying to get followers on his... I think he thinks that's the best way to do it. I think so, because I dug through his Facebook page. He also has other social media out there. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to... But you can find it. It's not hard to find, but... Uh, I don't want to give him publicity here so or too much, but uh, he did, uh, on September 11th, do some conspiracy stuff about September 11th, so that kind of tells you where, where he's thinking. So he, he did this whole thing that has been out for years, by the way. If you fold money a certain way, it looks like things that happened on 9-11. So he's a conspiracy theorist kind of person. And he's just trying to get attention. There's two things, though, that he mentioned over and over again as he was being escorted out of the park very slowly. And it took literally about 20 minutes for them to escort him to a backstage area, which is a little surprising that they didn't do this faster to me because he was shouting out a lot as he was doing this. But two things that he was saying that were very misguided. The one about Disney was... He kept saying that Walt Disney World is 57% owned by China. And he would even say it in a different way and say, China owns 57% of Disney World and all this stuff. And if you look it up, what he's misquoting or misunderstanding is that Shanghai Disneyland Resort in Shanghai, China is 57% owned by the Chinese government or a Chinese company. And... 43% owned by the Walt Disney Company. That's where he was getting that, and he was completely false on that. The other thing he was trying to quote was that, according to the CDC, 6% of COVID deaths were direct from COVID. The other 94% were pre-existing conditions. He kept saying that over and over again. Oh, this one. This one drives me up the wall bananas. Everybody on this podcast has a pre-existing condition. The conspiracy argument is that those people didn't actually die of COVID. They were going to die anyways. But but a pre-existing condition isn't something you're dying of. It just is. Right. You can live fine. It makes COVID worse. Yeah. Right. The COVID is what killed you. I was going to say, I don't think everybody believes exactly that that's talking about that. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. But I mean, 200,000 people dying within six-month time period wouldn't have happened without COVID. Right. I mean, it's technically, nobody dies of anything except their heart stopping and their brain stop firing. I mean, yeah. That's what kills them. The major- That's what kills them. The majority of people 
they their death is heart failure most of the time. I think that's still the number one, which it just stops. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, like, if we want to get all technical, you know, you're not dead until right. your heart stops. So that's what killed you. The point that the CDC article was making is that the vast majority of the people who have died of COVID had a pre-existing condition. Now, pre-existing condition can just be like high blood pressure. High blood right. pressure doesn't kill you. But if you have high blood pressure and you get COVID, you're more likely to die than someone who didn't have high blood pressure. I think right. I think some people, like their conditions that didn't seem so bad, got exacerbated by COVID. And in some cases, actually did cause death when it was all said and done. But that's like you said. Point. That's what yeah. it is. Right. So like someone who's lived with dementia for five years and gets COVID and dies didn't die of dementia. They died of COVID. Like they would, right. they would have lived. And, and this is the other thing that these folks don't understand is that death reporting is already very tricky because of some of these issues. When people have many comorbidities, sometimes it's not clear what kill, is the last thing that kills them off. But with this one, they get a virus and it kills them. Well, I'm sure their death certificate yeah. and some of these people, it probably listed more than one thing like most do, but they have a primary Yeah, but cause. you have a primary cause of right. death. I mean, it, it, death reporting is a is a difficult subject, and that's one of the reasons it takes so long to certify deaths because you, right, like COVID can cause multiple organ failure if it goes on for too long, and you could say they right. died of multiple organ failure, but that multiple organ failure was onset by COVID, and they were more at risk for COVID to cause multiple organ failure because they had a pre-existing condition. Yeah. But, but if we didn't have COVID and if everybody wore masks, those people would still be alive. So COVID killed them. Right. Yeah. So bottom line, this guy has been banned or he was trespassed, which is the same thing that like a, a lot of people might know. Adam the Woo was banned at one point and uh, they mentioned to him the only way that you can ever come back on Walt Disney World property is if this is rescinded. And they gave him the, the yellow piece of paper that and they read it out to him saying, you cannot come anywhere on any of these theme parks or Disney Springs ever again. So for now, anyway, he is banned. Hopefully so forever. He will not be back. Yeah. What I don't want to give too much attention to, though, is somebody thinking that they can get attention by doing this, you know, copying what he did. So, yeah. Yeah. He gives conspiracy theorists a bad name. So there we go. Um, conspiracy theorists have had a very bad four years so um yeah he says i'm <laughs> not crazy i have a wife Literally. and two kids i mean i don't know if that qualifies as him as not crazy yeah. well his son was with him escorted out it wasn't clear that they banned his whole family but he was definitely banned all right well that was a fun ride and now that we seem to have come to the end of our news list for this week. Let's move on to our guest segment. And as we mentioned today, we have a very special guest on the show. This is a long overdue interview. He is a six-time Parkeology Challenge winner. He just recently did a tag team challenge. So I guess if you were going in professional wrestling terms, he's got six world titles and one tag team championship now. The one, the only... UCF Kent, Kent Mullins. Welcome to the show. About time, guys. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, long overdue. Yeah. If it sounds like we typically plan these podcasts in advance, <laughs> then we're doing a good job hiding it because, yeah. Right. Every week when I listen, I think you have it together. So that's because of Adam's editing skills, probably. Yeah, sure. Let's call it that. 
All right, so given that it's Kent, we're obviously going to have to get into parkeology talk at some point. But tell us a little bit of, like, I guess your Disney story in a way, since this is a Disney podcast. Like, how did you first, like, when were you first say you became a Disney fan? So I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, two hours north from here in Orlando. And Disney was like the one big day trip I look forward to every year. There was no in my family like staying in hotels and having these week long trips. It yeah. was we could drive down in the morning and drive home at night and cram as much of it in. And that as a kid, I just I loved it. I mean, I absolutely would go. I'd watch all the Disney Channel stuff on TV back when Disney Channel yeah. was like cool Disney yeah. Channel with like show the parks and stuff. And oh man, I, I, that's just that's where it started for me back. So way back the when. 80s, probably. Is that what you're somewhere in there? Late eighties. Yeah, yeah, probably about yeah, yeah late eighties. That was right. the best okay. Disney Channel time. Late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, well, I was gonna say Disney Channel. I remember, gosh, I mean, I'm giving my age a little bit, but I remember when they first made it a cable station. Like it used to just be local, or it used to just be in the that Orlando area. But I remember when they first broadened the their uh, their reach. Yeah, we had to pay and, extra um, for it, right? Yeah, it was a premium channel yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, so you had to have a special box back then. Yeah, I think it was like, I don't know, it was early 80s sometime or somewhere somewhere in that range. I don't remember exactly when, but something like that. When it first came out, though, it had all the like a wonderful yeah. world of Disney and like that was the yeah. stuff, man. Stuff that, with Walt. That was the stuff I loved. Yeah. I, okay, going with that, you said you lived in Jacksonville. Did you, before you, you made the move, did you start going to the parks more regularly um, per se? Yeah, so, you know, we're all a little older, so it was a different time. When I got old enough to drive, my parents and their illustrious wisdom would let me take trips by myself, well, me and friends. So I ended up going, I'd say, once every quarter at minimum. You know, some years it would be longer than that. When I was a teenager, even though, like, you know, it wasn't real cool to be a Disney fan when you were a teenager. Yeah. So, like, you kind of did it on the down right. low. Yeah, you kind of play it down a little bit. I, I can relate to that somewhat. I used to get the Disney Adventures, like, magazine. Really? I don't know if you remember those. I seem they're little like square books. Hmm. Oh, I think I think I do remember when those were out. Yeah. So they used to be at at my house and my my like my friends like I was I considered myself an athlete, you know. So my athlete friends would come over and they'd see them out and they would just make fun of me. <laughs> oh yeah, like, tremendously. <laughs> and then I would like hide them in the closet before they came over, and then they would make fun of me for hiding my Disney adventures in the oh, closet. Oh wow. <laughs> well, I you know I don't think that's ended. For all of us yet. I mean, I still get pretty much ribbed on at work for my Disney love now. But, you know, I just deal with it. I feel like being a Disney nerd is becoming cool. My two best friends who are nowhere near the Disney community. I mean, you probably see it on Twitter. They like, they undress me for what I do. But then secretly on the back end, they're like, hey, Kent, we're coming to Hollywood Studios. I need you to tell me how to get a (laughs) recording. I'm like, all right, man, I got you. You need me now, huh? Right. They always come around when they need the (laughs) fast passes or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right. That's been my experience is, can you help me plan my vacation for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, you have something you wanted to to add to it right now? Well, just to start off, I know you're a big golfer, so uh, I've not played at Disney. What is golfing at Disney like? It's good. Disney is, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's great. It's good. The courses are all, they were designed by, by famous architects yeah. at the time. They have five courses. They're down to three now. They're actually operated not by Disney, but under Arnold Palmer Golf Management. So Disney actually leases it to them to operate. 
they took that over about five years ago now, six years ago. So it's been interesting to see Disney like, we don't want in the golf business, so you do it, but we'll yeah. still own it. So it, it's been interesting, but I actually really like the golf at Disney. And it's it's honestly, for a local, it's like the best deal in town. Really? Yeah. Mm. I know Adam and I had talked yeah. about potentially doing it before, you know, <laughs> we mentioned, yeah, we've thrown it out there. Yeah. But I haven't played golf that much lately, but I used to play like all the time. Kids yeah. kind of slowed that down a good bit. But if you had to recommend one particular course that lists, like this is the one you got to play if you're just going to do it once, which one would it be? LBV, Lake really? Buena Vista, mm. the one over by Saratoga okay. Springs. Okay. All right. It's the most Disney-fied, I guess. It's it's true resort golf, but it's got like the Disney feel to it. The other ones are kind of set off, and they're like more in, in nature. The uh, LBV kind of cuts through the resorts, and you know you hit balls over boats that are going by to, <laughs> nice. to downtown Disney and stuff. Oh, cool. So it, it it's more of the Disney experience. So LBV is the one you got to play. How many times have you hit a boat? I had a buddy that came close one time, let's be honest. (laughs) Was he aiming for it? No, he wasn't. And the the best part is, is some of those boat drivers think they're funny, so they'll wait till you start to swing, and then they'll lay Uh, on that horn, and then they'll they'll be on the microphone laughing at you. It's pretty funny. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Well, to to laugh at my golf swing, they don't even need to to do the horn trick. That might actually help me. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, we gotta plan that golf trip because when you're an out of stater, it's hard to take four or five hours away from park time or resort time. Yeah, so it can't. We be. gotta do it. Yeah, maybe that's what we do now since you know <laughs> we're not going point. to the parks as much. We can just go down and well, the parks are closed. The golf you get the seven a.m. tea time and you go to go to Epcot at what eleven. Yeah. Makes Shoot, sense. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Totally could do, do that. that. Good idea. Speaking of Epcot, going. To Disney during the era you did, you got to see a decent amount of the old Epcot or classic Epcot, right? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so good. All right, so which do you prefer? Do you prefer Epcot then or Epcot now? Well, not necessarily now, but newer. (laughs) Who prefers it now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's tough. Yeah. It's different in different stages of life, I guess. I love the older Epcot as a kid, man. Walking into... The original imagination and horizons yeah. and world emotion and i just remember th- as a kid that stuff was so cool and so big yep. even when the the body pavilion opened i just remember walking in i, I had to be like 12 or something and i walking in thinking like wow this is so cool this i get to swing a baseball bat and some guys telling me how to fix my baseball swing I right i'm like yeah the coolest thing ever and i rode the bike through magic kingdom right so yeah as a kid, that wins. As an adult, though, like kind of the more later years now that like the countries have gotten more defined as an eating and drinking yeah. place kind of wins oh, out yeah. for me now. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Totally. I can, I can kind of see that. But I, I feel like that was present then. They just didn't have really the festivals like they do now, more so. That that probably played into I don't it. Know. I like walking it now. Yeah. Of course, the kid. That's the day the kids are like, "When are we going to ride something?" It's <laughs> like, "Shut up!" <laughs> right. yeah. Mexico's only five countries away, guys. Just hang in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only yeah. one. Well, once got. once they open Ratatouille, you have a, another ride stop at least. Right, which is good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I the classic Epcot for me. I, there's a certain time period. I say it was good. Come leading in the years leading up to when they started making the changes, like about '94. We'll say. 
before they started making it. It was really at its peak, I think, when they decided to change it. <laughs> That's just me personally. I really think the year that they went to Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was about the time it took the turn. Yeah. Even though that was okay. I mean, I didn't, I mean, it wasn't a, I don't think it was a terrible 3D show, but. No, it was I mean, innovative yeah. at the time, but that was yeah. the time that all of Epcot kind of started to take that turn. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Did. Yeah, if you if you were gonna ask me though, Horizons is the attraction I missed the most out of all of them. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It was just I just loved it. At Epcot, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay. No fast pass. Right that we have right now during COVID nineteen. How are you enjoying this time period? I mean, when you go in the middle of the week, it's great because you don't have a wait. If you go yeah. on the weekend, I was screaming for fast passes. No, really. It's getting bad on weekends. Like people are getting upset because everything's holding a 30, 40 minute wait right now. Right. And I'm not used to waiting ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jason's motto was he doesn't wait in line at Disney World. That was his, right. that was his motto. Who does? I think that's all of our motto. Yeah. 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 If you can not wait in line, why would you? <laughs> you guys see it all the time, right? Like, like people just don't fathom not waiting in line. Like when I try to explain to people. Yeah. They don't get it. I won't go. It's too busy. I'm like, I don't wait in lines. I'm like, yeah. huh? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't wait. I refuse. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you go on a trip with me or Adam or I get, I haven't been on a trip with John yet, but when we go, I'm just like, you're going to go where I tell you. <laughs> and if you want to go on a ride, just let me know and we will ride it. Yeah. And get on it. <laughs> I'll put yeah. it in the There carriage. are specific times that we're going to be riding some rides. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> But it's amazing. Jason tells this story about running into the family on their, their next to last day at Disney, and they waited in standby for everything for the whole week until Jason like got them a bunch of fast passes at the last minute. Yeah, and it's just amazing how many people do that without uh, not even thinking like I could do this faster or better or more yeah. efficient. I have two yeah. fast pass stories where it just blows my mind. So I was at Animal Kingdom. It was the birthday. I forget the last major birthday Animal Kingdom had. And I'm standing there, and it's 11 o'clock and 10.30 in the morning, and I've ridden everything in Animal Kingdom from Pandora all the way across the park. And I'm standing there, and I hear this mom say to her daughter, we don't have any fast passes until 2 p.m., and it's for the Nemo show. And oh. I was just sitting there, like, mortified. I was like, it's busy day. <laughs> I've done everything, and you're literally going to try to fight this crowd 2 p.m. for the Nemo show. Like, oh, I felt so bad. Yeah. That's a waste of a fast pass anytime. Yeah. And, and then the other one was the last day of Great Movie Ride. I rode it that day four times, all on fast pass. Wow. <laughs> right. And we're sitting there in the Little Mermaid show getting ready to go in after the third time riding it. And we're like looking for fast passes. I forget what was we were looking for exactly, me and my sister. And uh, she goes, do you want to go on Great Groovy Movie Ride again? And I was like, for the fourth time? And this lady next to me got so mad. <laughs> four times? You waiting in that, like, like no, we'll get a fast pass. And she's like, you yeah. four fast passes? I can't get any. And I was like, I'm sorry. Please don't hate me. <laughs> but I'm going to go right. again. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Whenever you were doing the challenge, you often would get accused of somehow cheating. But it's just persistence. Yeah. And... Right understand you know if you just try long enough you'll get it people drop them all the time yeah no yeah it, it's, just, it's crazy to me 
But I'm wondering if if and when they'll come back. I mean, I don't think we're going to see them in 2020. I don't think we'll see a fast pass again in 2020. I think, honestly, seeing the crowds on the weekends and how people are starting to push back, you might not see them this year, but I don't think they're that far away once they turn the corner. Because people truly are... Maybe when they do park hops Yeah, again. because like literally 40 minutes for everything this past weekend. Everything. People are just Oof. getting so frustrated. And they, there's no option to give them like... Oh, go get a fast pass for this. Like you just got to eat that weight. And I think people are going to start pushing back. So I think you see him sooner or later. When I say sooner, I think you see him early 2021. Yeah. Mm, okay. And I, I think you I, see him back just like they left. Like I don't think they changed. You might have a pay option, but I think they come back like they were. I think the the product in Orlando is so saturated that people are used to it that it comes back just like it was. Well. Yeah, I mean, it's a different audience. You know, the reason the Fast Pass exists the way it does in Orlando, not like it does in California, is because people come out of town and if they know they've got Flight of Passage booked, they know their vacation isn't ruined because when they get there, they don't know if they'll be able to get it. So that's why it's the way it is, is to to give these mega planners a good feeling that they're going to get to do everything they wanted to. Well, with, with Chapik in charge, charging is imminent. Uh, we're just a matter of when. Yeah, well, hopefully it's only charging for maybe more than three or something at a time. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Or the charge is for a guaranteed attraction. So, like, yeah. we'll guarantee you it's, you know, fly to passage, Navi River, right. and Kilimanjaro or something. Yeah. I just yeah, really I hope that they don't continue to do, maybe decide to expand the whole boarding group thing, because i I got to be honest, I don't think that's a success at all, really. What do you think about that? No, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I like to, if I beat the crowd there in the morning, let me go get right on it. Or if I right, show up right. during the day and I want to wait, be it two whatever hours or whatever it is, let me wait. I hate that I, I just can get boxed out for the entire day and there's nothing I can do about it. But I don't... Yeah. I think the next we'll see it for, and I guess it depends on capacity too, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see it at Epcot for Guardians. I really wouldn't. Oh, yeah. That's a possibility. I agree. The virtual queue, I've always railed against it. I mean, I get why they did it, but once they put it into practice, you know, you have to be there that first minute, and you have to be quick on your fingers, or else you're not riding it that day. And that's just not the theme park experience that uh, people are looking for, I don't think. And there's no recourse. Like, if you miss yeah. it, sorry, you're out of luck. Try tomorrow. It's like you have to go right. and stand on your head over here by the bathroom if you plan on getting the right connection or something like that. I mean, it's something right. ridiculous. Well, if you got a large group, forget it until, yeah. I guess, recently they tried to help that. But Well, I, I do you think it's time to go to the elephant in the room? Oh, yeah, the, I think so. Yeah, we can move along. The archaeology. We've done the general stuff. So, until you came on, I was the resident expert. But I think uh, I think you've outshone me in the challenge and that's because you know you were known for going four and oh in your first four attempts did you just go right away on your first attempt after learning about parkeology or how much practice did you do not on the record before your first completion so i i think i learned about it in may of 2018 i think it was yeah 2018 i learned about it in may i was watching the parkeology guys do it and and they failed that day and then i saw some of the others that I now know who they are at the time I didn't run and fail. And I was like, I first saw it. And I think like everybody thinks like, there's no way it's possible, completely impossible. No way. And then I started watching them some more and I watched their video on the parkeology website. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe this is real. Like maybe these guys aren't making this up. 
So I was like, I gotta go try. And I I didn't wasn't gonna go full like boat and try. So I, I got it in my mind one day that I was gonna go to I was gonna start at Epcot at like eleven forty with a frozen fast pass and just see how far I could go. I was like, let me at least just get this done in Epcot and see if Epcot doesn't take me five hours, right? So and that was back when Ellen's was around and all of this and and I oh, did right. and I did it in like three hours or something like just at three hours and I was like well let's go to Animal Kingdom now like so I got in my car and drove to Animal Kingdom and then I did all of Animal Kingdom without Pandora and I was like I was feeling it right I'm like wow I'm flying through these rides like I'm pulling the fast passes and I'm like okay last time I'm going I'm going to go to Hollywood I'm not going to Magic Kingdom at all but I'm gonna go to Hollywood and I went to Hollywood wrote everything and it was like 7:45 at night at this time. And that was the day I was like, oh my God, this might be doable. Like, maybe they aren't lying and this is doable. And so then after that, you got to kind of start your own research. And that was back before, now all the answers are on Twitter. Like, if you want to find an answer to something, you can go find enough people and, you know, do all the research there. Like, it's all there. Um, this was back in the time where the research wasn't there. So, like, I literally had to go learn, like, what the Main Street vehicle schedule was. And I had to go learn, you know, like, wait times and... I would kind of learn every time I went and like a general day is I would always look at like a line and like see where that line is and be like, and learn what that weight meant. So I can always see a line and say, it's 20 minutes from there. It's five minutes from there and I can do it everywhere. And at the time when I started, I couldn't do any of that. And so that's kind of the research and prep I put into it. And then I never found the perfect day, right? Because that was back when every ride had to be open to run. Like if there was something closed down or on refurb, nobody ran. And so eventually, I guess it all opened in December of that year. And that's kind of when I went because I saw they were having like, there were 10 teams running. Like it was supposed to be a mass of humanity, 10 teams. You know, we've now eclipsed like 40 teams on a single day. But there's like 10 teams running that day. And I was last one to throw my hat in because I was like, all these people are running. The hours must be good. Let me just go try. I swear to God, that morning I had no real plan. I had two muffins, like two muffins in my car, two bottles of water. And a Space Mountain Fast Pass. Nice. <laughs> that was my whole plan. I was wow. like, hey, we're going to go. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I remember our first run, which was in March of last year, mm -hmm. which was your practice day. <laughs> uh, that's when we met you the first time. And I remember right. I, I had this meticulous plan that, of course, yeah, we didn't follow. We went through it on the show, like, step by step. That's how yeah. it was going to work. I think we only got to 36 that day. And I think you got to 42 or 43 that, that was, day. I don't remember. Wasn't that was. the day the fast pass system went nuts at the end of the night? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yep. When we had to run to turn, you had to run to kiosk to get a fast pass. <laughs> and then you could change it on the web page. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was a mess. Yeah, it was rough. But the, I mean, I'm glad we ran that day. I, it, it was we going to be really hard. I think it was only a 15 hour day. Yeah. But we learned a lot because our second run, we only came up, you know, one ride short. Two minutes. That was so heartbreaking. My heart broke for you guys that day. <laughs> you thought we were going to finish that convinced. day, right? You thought we were going to finish. I was finish. like, it's a cakewalk. Like, I thought you yeah. did. Yeah, and you were standing there with us at Haunted Mansion, like, with 30 minutes to go. I, I walked in that room, and I saw that wait in Haunted. I remember, and I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. I bad. literally just thought in my head, uh-oh. Yeah, it was bad. Well, well, we thought that, too. <laughs> thought, some, thought something like that. Because there was nobody <laughs> in the stretching room, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. It was very entertaining following you guys around that day because I was keeping up with it on Twitter, of course, since, you know, it's my co-hosts and everything. I was following up 
pretty closely. You were live streaming all all the teams that day, Kent, because there was a lot yeah. of teams that day too. Yeah, that was a fun day. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget running full speed from Haunted Mansion to the carousel as fast as we could. And then people yelling at us like, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> so we were trying to make it because they didn't know what we were doing. But um, yeah. So speaking of challenge, right, I think I have a feeling a little bit of that, that rush you get while doing it. Is that what keeps bringing you back? What is it that makes you keep running again? Because some people run, finish, they never do it again. We've talked to Ted and he's done it a few times, but I think until something changes, I don't, I think he's in retirement. You know, what is it that keeps bringing you back? I think you told me the first day you ran that this challenge is a succubus. It just keeps sucking you in. Absolutely. Like the first time I ever ran, it was like, I just want to do it. And once I do it, I thought that would be the end of it. And then when you do this and you guys know, cause you've done it and anybody that ever does this, you'll learn there is such a roller coaster of emotions like you go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows back to the highest of highs in 20 minutes. Yeah. That and the competitiveness that it brings out of me against myself, it's what keeps bringing me back. I love the game. Like, I, I don't know the better way. The game is, it's just fun to play. Even though I'm notorious for saying it's not fun because in the act, it's, it's, it's like running a marathon, right? Like running a marathon's not fun, but finishing yeah. the marathon is the greatest thing ever, right? And yeah. that's how I explain this challenge. Like, it's just, that rush you get and that competitiveness and that that ability to push yourself and to find a new way how fast can we get this you know the day that there were 40 teams running back in september when you know everybody was going to finish right and i was like there are 40 teams here i got 40 opportunities to go out and compete and i'm i'm a competitive person and i wanted to go beat 40 teams and i did by like six seconds or whatever it was so Oh, yeah, that was a close one, right? And it was at two different parts. Six seconds, that... right? Six seconds. Yeah. And that's what I love about this game. I, I have a passion for it. Even though it's hard right now because it's, it's, it's kind of dead, you know, until we get the parks back. But, you know, I, I, lo- yeah. I, I just love the game. It's the closest thing you'll ever get to the Amazing Race. So oh, you've got six completions, one tag team completion. Is there one that stands out as your favorite? So, you know, your first one's always, you know, you always remember your first one. I would say the first one probably sits in my one spot just because, you know, I was the dumbest luck that day to finish. I'll admit it now. I probably wouldn't admit that the first couple years, but I was dumb luck I finished that day. But then the day where there were 40 teams running, I still kind of think back to that one. You know, there's always a highlight of every run that you remember. Like I could tell you close calls and, you know, times that things worked out for me when Kenny the Pirate, who is, you know, in my mind, one of the, the legends in this game, had me beat. He was out in front of me by four rides and Splash Mountain didn't open up for him or something. And it opened up for me for 20 minutes and I just got lucky to finish. So it, this game is just, it's just crazy. And, and that's what I love about it. And that's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember back September of last year when I finally completed, that was supposed to be an easy time and I was yeah. crushing it, <laughs> you know, opening the day, crushing it. I did. I think I did Magic Kingdom except for Riverboat because it was closed in four hours. But Everything went wrong. Like every riverboat was yeah. closed. Kali was closed. You know, I, I was going to end up with one ride missing at everything and I, at every park. And I ended up, the dominoes fell and it went from, man, I'm going to have to run this again. I once again failed to, I just pulled victory from the jaws of defeat. I don't think I could have done this if I hadn't had three failures before this. And yeah, that's what brought me back. 
Over and over. Yeah. But now we got to get out of my completion. Yeah. Well, speaking of, this is a pretty, I guess, a question for everybody. But what do we think the challenge is going to be like once Guardians opens and Tron and Ratatouille and there's more rides added? What do we think? Is it possible? Yeah, I do. I think I've learned in the, the kind of the years I've really watched this is even as new stuff opens, the dynamic changes everywhere. So yes, Guardians is going to open, but then all of a sudden now, I bet you Frozen goes to a walk on every time, or you know, so stuff that is a is a hurdle now right. doesn't become a hurdle when something new opens. I think it'll be possible until we get up to fifty five, fifty six rides. To be honest. I think the thing that could kill it is what we talked about before. If they go to virtual queues on all these things and you have to be in two parks at once to get in a virtual that queue, that'll kill agreed. it. Agreed. 100% agreed. If they do that yeah. to where I have to be there to pull something at a certain time, that handcuffs you too much. But if they don't do that, then I think it'll be possible for a long time. Hard, but possible. Okay. Yeah. It's always hard. Some days it's a little bit easier, but it's there's always a little bit of challenge. And so before we started running the challenge, we would go down to Disney for vacations and we would ride the bus like idiots. <laughs> but the challenge taught us the beauty of the car. And I know some people do Uber in the challenge, but I know you are a firm believer in the car. What is your car food of choice on a challenge day? A Wawa sub. <laughs> a Wawa sub. I pack a whole cooler. Like, I got a big cooler I pack in there. I have energy drinks, water, Gatorade. I usually have some sort of, like, pretzel snack. I have a fruit of some sort. I have fruit. I have a, a Wawa sub. Like, the first time I ran two muffins and two bottles of water, and now it's like a whole grocery store in the backseat of my car. Like, I have <laughs> options when I get back to my car. So now I am packed to the max. But Wawa sub every time. I usually, it's about 4.30, that kind of park jump is about when it gets it gets devoured that one jump not yeah bad. not bad but i think christina has everyone beat when she does a challenge she plays by different rules <laughs> running yeah. with her we i was the most prepared i've ever been in my whole life i bet <laughs> she's on a whole nother level i love her to death man but like she sent me checklists and then she like calling me and making sure i got gas the night before and i'm like christina like i've done this before we'll be okay i promise <laughs> takes all kinds all, all kinds of personalities yeah well i've heard rumors that she hires somebody to sit in the back and carve the meat uh for you while you're driving between uh parks but she literally packed extra shoestrings extra oh. shoestrings wow. okay all right 100 true story hmm. this does bring up a good point you've done quite a few solo runs but you've also had a few partner runs that one that you talked about that was the day you ran with Jenna the first time, I did. right? I actually met Jenna that morning. Right, because I remember that night before, you're like, who wants to run with me? And then this random person showed up on your uh, screen. So how did that go down, and, and how was running with her that day? Did she know anything about the challenge going in? or She knew that it existed, so she got the gist. And I'll say this about Jenna. I love Jenna to death. Jenna is an extremely intelligent, intelligent girl, even though her personality doesn't, you know, you don't believe it. But she is like one of them stupid smart people. And so she's a UCF graduate, as am I. And that's kind of was our initial like link just on Twitter via that. And I was, she's like, hey, I'll run. And I was like, seriously? Because I was just looking at the day. I'm like, I'm not going to have to work hard on this day. Let me take a partner if I can find one. And um, even though I end up having to work hard that day, but she answered it. And then I was like, all right, I'll meet you at Hollywood in the morning. Like, I will drive my car to all the parks. And that's the day I met Jenna, and now she's a lifelong friend, and I see her 
monthly. We go to Disney all the time. So she's she's a really good friend of mine. But she has gone from that day not knowing anything and then realizing the intensity of it to now. And we've run twice now. The second time, she was honestly dragging me along at points. She's like, let's go. Go. We got to go. I'm like, oh, we're OK. I got no. it. We're fine. So <laughs> nice. Well, we've seen you move through the uh, through the parks. You, do you do you move that fast in any other aspects of life? Have you do you power walk outside of Disney World? <laughs> Not like that power. The, the the challenge power walk is is a power walk. But I'm a fast mover to begin with, but not that fast. Like I go on challenge days. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna start ranking the fast movers, do you think Brothers WDW is the R- fastest? Ryan the is the park? fastest ever. Like I can keep up with Ryan for like three minutes. But to keep up with Ryan for three minutes, 13 hours into a day, I can't do. Like, if it's in the morning, three minutes, I'm right there beside yeah. him. Hour 12, he's still going like he's going at hour one. It's it's incredibly yeah. impressive, wow. his ability to just hammer it out. Like, And every time you see him, he's just running. Just running. He must uh, do cardio, I'm guessing. A good ah, he's a basketball coach. His wife is actually yeah. a he is. He'll tell you all the time how his wife is a better runner than he is. And yeah. just tried to keep up with her. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. So you ran with him one day on the Give Kids the World Day, and it didn't end up as good. I actually ran into you guys that day whenever you missed out on your slinky fast pass yep. because of losing your signal at Tower. So running that day with a challenge vet, you know, arguably one of the the top challenge runners as well. How did you guys click? Did you was it did you have any arguments or anything like that? Or was it nice to run with another challenge vet? Is it just right in sync? Yes, we're in sync. So me and Ryan are friends now too. He actually came and stayed with me during the the partner challenge we just completed. Because Ryan was like really the first person who I felt, you know, understood the game on a level that I understood it that that I ran with, right? So we could have a legit conversation about whatever was happening at that moment. And there was stuff I learned from him. And there's definitely stuff he learned from me. So it worked. It were no major arguments. We fell in love with a fast pass that day because it was the Tower of Terror one, you know, one shaft open and we got a tower fast pass and we jumped too much. We kind of shot ourselves and made a made a mistake that I, I harp on all the time. It's probably the biggest mistake in the challenge. But we learned a ton from each other that day. But during that time, the tower fast pass was, you know, next to impossible to get. So yeah, and that's we left Animal Kingdom early and in hindsight, we shouldn't have done it. Like, we're not going to get a tower fast pass, and the line's going to be two hours all day. Well, before we run out of time, I did want to bring up the tag team challenge because you ran with Ryan, you ran with Jenna, you ran with Kenny the Pirate. So we've talked about all of them. A real dream team there. How did that compare at all to the real challenge? Did you get any of the rush, or was it just like, I'm doing Disney, and occasionally I have to go ride a ride for this thing? You get the rush, but you get it in, like, one-minute increments. You know, like... There it is for a minute. Okay, now I'm just going to sit here and hang out. And It's funny because you guys called it on the show, right, when you guys recapped it. Like, I 100% sat in Satuli for an hour and a half. (laughs) I literally would. I I had to, like, the guys that, like, clean the tables. I'd mobile order another beer, and he would go get it for me so I could stay at the table. Um, (laughs) And then I would get up every, like, 30 minutes and, like, go walk over to Pandora to make sure, like, nothing changed and just come sit back down at my same table. So, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's not like you get these vast swaths of, like, just emptiness time. But there's, like, minutes, like, in the morning when me and Ryan were tagging back and forth in the morning. It's like, this feels like a challenge for 15 minutes. And then you're like, okay, now what? Yeah, and then you finished, and there was still several hours to go. So, you just have to hang out and 
hope for the best. I mean, there was a slight bit of drama at the end of it. Not much, but I think you cut it closer than you expected, right? Oh, 100%. Like, there was in the text message chain, because like you were saying, we have to communicate the whole time. The way to be successful is everybody's in a group chat and you're just communicating nonstop. Those text messages in that last, like, 30 minutes were getting a little hairy. <laughs> Kenny was starting to really worry. I was like, oh, my God, we cannot fail. And then Ryan's like, you got to get me somewhere. So it was, it got hairy. And then once Kenny kind of cleared his last ride obstacle, we're like, all right, we're fine. But at 15 minutes, we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So you made it through. You're the first completion. I haven't seen another run of that. And I appreciate, like we said on the podcast, that you created a joint Twitter account. That's the only way to do it, folks, if you're going to do that one. Because the first time the teams ran and it was on four different Twitter accounts, I had no idea what was happening. So. It's almost as much fun to watch as it is to run sometimes. Oh, I love it. I love when other people are running the challenge. I love watching it. I'm assuming you heard last week, but you know, this Sunday, is it is it Sunday that's the twentieth? That's when is gonna be my one year anniversary. So I'm gonna replay my challenge with some commentary. So I know that you already know the end result, but you can hop in and, and correct my commentary if you want <laughs> and tell me where I was thinking incorrectly. Be great. I, you you know I will, right? I'm like, wait a second, no, 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 no. But yeah, man, and and I'll say this now before I forget the platform that you guys give to the challenge and the way you guys talk about it and the way that, you know, it's near and dear to me and my heart. And I've made so many great friends and I bonded with my sister closer because of it. And it's, it's brought me so much. But to hear you guys talk about it and to break it down and the level of expertise you really do break it down with. It's, it's super cool, man. And I love listening to you guys talk about the challenge. Thank you so much. Oh, we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we love I, I feel like it was really cool that day we did the Give Kids the World day where we weren't even running because we were there with our families and we got to meet a lot of people. And some of the folks were like, we listened to you the whole way here and all that. It was really great. So hopefully yeah. it gets more people interested because I do think it is a fun thing to do with others. I think there is a little bit of an individual, I got to complete this like you said, but at the same time, spending time with others. That's sort of why Shane and Ted said they started the thing in the first place. Yeah, I've learned too, because I was a solo artist to begin with. And now, like, I'm going to run with somebody every time I run, most likely Jenna more than not. Now I think she's my partner for life, to, you know, until she gets rid of me <laughs> and goes and starts her own solo career. She'd probably be better than me, but. Well, there was talk that you were going to start a paid service for people who hadn't completed, right? You know, run with Kent. <laughs> if you guys could see my DMs of people. That got a lot of help for me along the way. <laughs> ah, yeah. But also, you know, we were looking for a fourth for the tag challenge, and I believe one of you guys got asked. Yeah, well, I it's mm -hmm. it's hard for us to get down there. Somebody canceled their pass, too. Yeah, I, I currently don't have a pass to Disney World. <laughs> well, I just, like I said, you were definitely, I told you then, you are definitely in the conversation, man. We were trying to get you there for certain. It would have been fun. I mean, I feel like if I was in town i wouldn't have canceled the pass and but you know we are up here in georgia we it's a bit of a yeah a i told him that i'm like they're in georgia so it's probably a no but i'm asking anyway yeah yeah so i do have one non-disney thing to bring up so i don't know if you know this if you've listened you may have caught on to this i work at georgia tech <laughs> we're playing ucf this <laughs> you weekend know where this is going do you want to do you want to throw out a prediction of uh <laughs> final football score uh, for this weekend because gt is playing ucf on saturday 45 17 nights all the way all right well <laughs> georgia tech beat florida state 
But, you know, I, I, I think UCF's better than Florida State for sure. <laughs> You're going to find out how much better UCF is than Florida State. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll tweet about it later. I mean, it, as a Georgia Tech employee, I'm used to watching them lose. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. I was actually going to go until the whole, like, COVID thing. And, yeah, so. I was going to be there this weekend. <laughs> well, we'll watch, it. we'll watch it on TV and uh, – We'll see if you're close. You said 45-17. I'm hoping a little bit closer game. You know, well, maybe a little as more. As long as UCF ends up above Georgia Tech in the final score, it's all that matters. <laughs> a win's a win. Take them where you can get them. Well, we appreciate you finally coming on. You know, it's our fault that you haven't been on yet. Is there anything else you wanted to, to throw out there before we wrap up? You know, tell the fans or tell anybody anything you needed to plug, anything like that. I don't really have anything I need to plug. UCF kit, you can find me. I'm always talking challenge. UCF football, Jaguar football, some other things thrown in. But man, I appreciate what you guys do. And you guys, don't be afraid to travel down here to Disney World, man. It's a safe place. Please, please, if you're in the Disney community and you're on the fence, please come to Florida. Please, <laughs> please come back. We're, we're ready, man. Come on, come on back home. Yeah, they've done a lot. I think John it's, will be coming down soon. He's, he's already right, had COVID, yeah. so he's good to go. And, and Adam's already been. Me too. I... Yeah, I didn't cancel my pass. I had it. Did you? I'm over it. I got, I got the bodies okay. now. We're, uh, we had a cruise scheduled. My family did in early December, but I'm thinking we're going to use that same time frame, maybe to just come down to Disney World instead. All right. Well, everybody, follow Kent. Thanks. Check us out. You know, come and criticize my decisions one year later this weekend on Twitter. Uh, I'll be there. All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. That was a pretty exciting time with Kent. But before we wrap up, if you like archaeology. Just a reminder, we mentioned it in the interview, that this Sunday, on September 20th, you can relive my first completion. I will be retweeting all the ride photos and the videos from the Traveling with the Mouse podcast account, along with commentary about what I was thinking. So, if you want to see that, where do you go? Well, you have social media, where is the main place. Uh, We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also have a Spreadshirt store. Uh, we can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. Want to give one little quick plug to the YouTube channel as well. Please go subscribe. And if you want links to all those things, it's on our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. You can also listen to every single episode of Traveling with the Mouse there. And we have an email address if you want to reach us that way. Podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. So for Adam, Jason, and Kent this week, my name is John, and this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next socially distanced and safe trip.